are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a February 28th Wednesday edition. The end of February is already here. It's also a draft Wednesday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, your host of Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and the writer and editor over at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites. Also, used to be a beat writer for a newspaper in Vancouver called The Columbian for the Trailblazers for a couple of years. So we are back, and the Blazers had a game last night. They had a win last night, a win that they should have had, and it, it kind of ended up a little bit as I as I suspected it would at the end of the podcast. I mentioned that at these times of the year when... Things are getting tight. Things are getting, you know, really, teams are getting bunched up. You know, Dame doesn't normally let the Blazers slip and stumble and fall in ways that they shouldn't, especially after the All-Star break. And the last night would have been one of those nights had they not taken care of business against the Sacramento Kings. And they did that in emphatic fashion. Not only did they win, they covered the spread. They win by 17 against Sacramento last night 116-99 in a you know just an impressive team win. Dane was sitting on the bench, you know, for the last 3 minutes or so of the game. Uh, the Blazers put the game away in the fourth quarter and it was just an overall very solid performance from the team, top to bottom. They shot three well, they hit 15 three-pointers, they hit 44% of their attempts in last night's win against Sacramento. The Kings are bad. They're trying to, you know, develop talent, and they also have some some older guys there that are kind of, you know, shepherding that young talent. And Portland was able to get a win. They were able to rack up some nice stats. Myers Leonard got some PT on his birthday. Shout out Myers uh, for turning 26, uh, whose birthday was yesterday. And the Blazers get a nice, nice win. Shabazz Napier with 20 points off the bench as well. So uh, just a, a nice night overall. And another night where Terry Stotts went with Mo Harkless in the starting lineup. I think it is worth noting. Though, again, I, I don't know whatever to make of Terry Stotts' lineup decisions. I don't know if there is anything to make of them. And perhaps it, it could be just a nightly basis thing where he switches between Evan Turner and Harkless at that three spot because that has been kind of a revolving door. Pat Connaughton, Evan Turner, Mo Harkless. In the past couple of years, the Blazers have played really well with Harkless and Aminu. They actually had a really good plus-minus with that lineup as well. And perhaps some of the changes could just be rotation based to kind of get Turner back out there with those starting lineups. So uh, that'll be something interesting to watch and evolve over these last you know, six weeks of the season now because we're entering March starting tomorrow 
and, and it'll be interesting to see that. But once again, I think the thing about Stotts that it is both good and bad, I guess, for, for guys who are trying to you know get a rhythm and want to know if they're going to play. But the, the upside of that is that you always have to stay ready because you never know when he's going to call your name. So I, I think that's an attitude that a lot of guys on the Blazers have. They've maintained an attitude even through their struggles, and now, you know, they're 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 winning a bunch of games in a row. They've won four straight, and they're going to be coming. They're going to be staying home for the rest of this week to have an opportunity not only to add to that win streak, but to win some important games with extra weight because of the teams that they are playing. But luckily for them, they didn't overlook this game. On Tuesday night against Sacramento, that, when you look at it on the schedule, seems like it's potential for a trap game. Young team coming in looking to you know, make their mark in the league, trying to win games and trying to show what they can do. And then you have two teams who are right on right on top of you in the standings, basically, if, if you're Portland looking at OKC and Minnesota. And you just... You could have easily overlooked that game, but Dame, I think, really did a good job of setting the tone, and, and he continues to be aggressive coming off the pick and roll. He's really, really aggressively looking for his shot. Eight three-point attempts again last night. He's been taking nine three-point attempts in the month of February, and he's really just been more aggressive. And I think maybe that's a little bit of reaction to, hey, we're not, you know, the third guy isn't really arriving in terms of the scoring. It's always been a rotating guy. You know, Nurk hasn't truly, I think, for most of the season, been that big three, though he did have a, a really solid performance last night. But Damian Lillard just has really been on another level. Uh, it was cool listening to uh, some of the guys on Inside the NBA talking about what Dame has done lately and putting pressure on himself saying that he believes that he's as good as any point guard in the league. And he, he's really done a great job in this month of February and I, I think has a great chance now that Portland has won again. I mean, they, were, they went 6-4 and four in the month, but I think that, you know they won all six of those games because Damian Lillard took things to a new level. And, you know, with all, all due respect to James Harden and Russell Westbrook, you know, Damian might have a case to at being the, the Western Conference Player of the Month, throw in the All-Star game on top of that, and he has an even better chance. And so we're going to recap his February stats right here. This month, he averaged 32 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal per game as well, and... He was shooting 47% from the field, which you know, not his best mark, but also not his worst. It's actually his second best month of the season. And he's shooting 34% from three, which not great. But again, I think the attempts here are what matter the most. He's getting those threes up often, and he's not holding back. And I think it not only for himself and for his own aggressive uh, you know, path, trying to create things for his team it also not just for his teammates it also puts way more pressure on the defense because now you have to be ready for him to pull up at any moment 
and and that's usually what the threat is with Damian Lillard, but it's been turned up a little bit over this last month, and credit to him for, for recognizing that he needed to do something else. January was a, a tough month for him, and, and December he had the injuries, and, and so he has really bounced back over since since December really and or since November from a slow start and and he's really just put the team on his back and has really put it on himself to be more aggressive and to to get this Blazers team over the hump and push them up the standings right now they are fifth in the Western Conference and uh, really interesting stuff they are only one game behind the San Antonio Spurs, who are currently in fourth. But they had some news yesterday that Kawhi Leonard may actually come back now that a March return is potentially in the cards. Uh, it looked like the Spurs leaked the fact that he was it was up to him in the media to, to ESPN. And then uh, a week later, you know, he's, he's, he's apparently back in San Antonio and trying to to work things out so Kawhi is going to be back with the Spurs and if he's healthy you know that that's big but who knows what's going on with him it, it could also be a, a situation where the injury has gotten into his head it's a weird injury we don't really know nobody really knows the genesis of it how it started and and, and those are always tricky so you you know you don't want to see a guy get hurt but it seems like the pressure's on him a little bit to kind of come back so Kawhi Leonard is potentially back in the lineup for the San Antonio Spurs. The Blazers are one game behind them, and then they are one and a half games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are in third. So Portland just a hair above the Pelicans in the standings. They have a half game up on New Orleans and Oklahoma City. So very interesting seven standings. And then last night, a really interesting game in the Western Conference. The Clippers come back to defeat the Denver Nuggets in Denver last night in uh, a really bad loss, in my opinion, for Denver. I, I think it was more of a bad loss for Denver than it was a great win for the Clippers, but it was a great win for the Clippers. Their bench basically won the game. Boban Marjanovic came in and had 18 points in 15 minutes just dominating Nikola Jokic, dunking on him multiple times. It was pretty awesome to watch, I must say, uh, in terms of the the Clippers' performance. But the Clippers are now in eighth place. They are tied, technically, in in terms of the games back, but they have a little bit of a higher winning percentage. They have one fewer loss than the Nuggets. Then you also have the Jazz, who are two games back of Denver and the Clippers. So this Western Conference playoff race is not over it is it is it is real and it's it's getting more and more interesting and there are more teams i mean there's basically 10 teams in it now and the margin for error is really tight and i think chris weber said something really interesting last night on tnt and that was that this already is the postseason the postseason has begun for all of these teams and for all the talk about playoff restructuring and stuff like that this is this is why the regular season matters. And so uh, we're getting uh, a very intense Western Conference playoff race right now. There's two teams that are at the top, and that's an interesting race as well between Houston and Golden State. Who's going to be holding the one seed after the season? But also, 
uh, you know, who's going to even be in the playoffs? You have three through ten right now separated by about five games. So uh, really interesting stuff in the Western Conference standings. We will talk about what it might take to get Dame some MVP votes in the next segment, and then we're going to look ahead at Minnesota. But first, wanted to let you know that it is Wednesday, and on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we love nothing more than to play draft on Wednesday. Come play with us. It's the best daily fantasy sports app out there. It's super convenient. It's super easy, and there's no budget, so you don't have to go up against guys that have all kinds of spreadsheets in the world and and guys that are you know figuring out the values and all that stuff. You can just draft guys. It's five guys. You can set your rankings even before the draft starts, and if you can't make it to the draft, that way you have the players that you want on your team first. So really, really fun app and and I highly recommend it to all of you and you can come play with all of us on the Lockdown Podcast Network today. There's a bunch of NBA games so the Blazers aren't playing but there's going to be tons of other teams that you can choose from and it, it's super fun. It's super easy. You can join us, the Lockdown Podcast Network on draft and, and, and get into a game. You pick five teams. The draft is over in five minutes. It's super great but the best thing about draft is that all of my listeners get a free entry when you use promo code LONBA to sign up. So go to your app store, download draft, and use promo code LONBA when you sign up to get a free entry in a daily fantasy game. So come play with us. It's Draft Wednesday on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, uh, Minnesota without Jimmy Butler coming to the Moda Center on Thursday night, which is going to be a huge, huge game. They've still managed to win games without Butler, but it's only been a week, so it's not exactly sustainable at this point. Uh, And I mentioned how great Dame was playing at the top of the show. And, you know, what would it take for Dame to get in the MVP discussion? Because I think that's a really interesting question because he's not going to win the MVP. That That is not what we're talking about here. But could he get some Isaiah Thomas, Joachim Noah type votes in in, in the voting? And, and, and I think there's a really good chance that if Portland continues to play this way, if they can get that third seed then Damian Lillard has an excellent chance to be in the top five in the MVP discussion because you look at everybody else around him, Russell Westbrook, you know, that, that's a guy who's always going to be in the conversation. Stephen Curry, always going to be in the conversation. Curry, probably going to be in that top three with James Harden and LeBron James. But you've got those three guys that are up there, Kevin Durant and Curry kind of split votes, but then you look at that fifth spot and and I don't really know who you'd put there. Jimmy Butler's injury has kind of hurt his chances a little bit. The Thunder, you know, you, where are they going to finish? Are, are they going to finish below the Blazers? I think that is a really interesting thing about this Western Conference playoff race is that Damian Lillard, and the Blazers probably have have a really good chance to finish ahead of Oklahoma City in the standings. And if that's the case, then I don't know how you put Russell Westbrook ahead of Damian Lillard on your ballot. And, and I, I know that in a vacuum, everyone would probably take Russell Westbrook. But at the same time, Dame has 
said that he believes he's on their level in the All-Star game. He showed that he is on that level, that he is one of the best in the league to do this. And I think he would definitely merit MVP votes if he makes the if the Blazers get that third or even fourth seed. I, I, I really believe that I, I it, it, Portland did not have those that high of an expectation. I think people expected them to make the playoffs, but I don't. I don't think people had them ahead of Oklahoma City, Minnesota, San Antonio. Nobody had nobody had Portland ahead of those teams. Nobody did. And if Damian Lillard takes them to that place and he's really kicked things into gear lately, I think he really does merit some MVP votes. There's guys in Toronto, DeMar DeRozan probably will will merit some votes as well. But Boston has cooled off, so the Kyrie Irving train I think has slowed down in that regard. And I, I really do believe that, that Dame has a legitimate you know, stake at some MVP votes this year. Will he win the award? No. I, I think that's that's James Harden's to win already. But should he be getting should he be in the top five? Could he be second team all NBA? Could these are a lot of things for Damian Lillard this year that I think are on the table because of the the time he's having right now, he's having some some just great games, but also the Blazers team success, which I think is what it always comes down to in a lot of these awards is going to put him on that level. So I think the third or fourth seed would would get Dame in the conversation. I think the third seed would definitely get him some MVP votes, and the fourth seed, you know, gives him a chance. But you you look around the league and, and, and you think about the, the rest of the teams that they're up against. You know, Westbrook is a guy that comes to mind as that, you know, one of those guys that should be in the top five of the MVP vote. But with Oklahoma City, playing the way they have and, and, and struggling the way they have off and on this season, it's not a locked and shut case, especially with the fact that Russell Westbrook got all the help that he that anybody rooting for Oklahoma City wanted. They ha- they got Paul George, who is probably the best defender in the league and also an amazing three-point shooter and scorer. So they got all that help, and if Portland finishes ahead of them in the standings, that is going to speak volumes, I think, to voters, and I think that's the type of thing that gets Dame in the MVP conversation. So we're going to look ahead here to Minnesota, what to expect in that matchup here in a second. So the Timberwolves are coming to town. They're already in town. In fact, Tom Thibodeau was at the game last night at Blazers Kings getting a scout in saving his voice so he can yell at the game on Thursday. Minnesota is not going to have Jimmy Butler for a while, and I've mentioned that before, but but that is incredibly important. He is their best player. I'm a fan of Andrew Wiggins. I'm a fan of Carl Anthony Towns, but Butler has that extra, you know, just bad dude in him that is is hard to stop he 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 is just he is just out there he is just ready to rock every single night and he will take it to you he's physical and he doesn't slow down and and that is a tough thing for any team in the NBA to contend with Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players in the league period and for Portland to not have to face him you know that's a big boost granted when Jimmy Butler has been out, Andrew Wiggins has really stepped up his game. Uh, when when Butler was out in, in January, that was what was happening. Butler was out 
Wiggins came in. He had a couple of 40-point games back-to-back. They beat Toronto. They beat the Clippers on the road. So this is not going to be a super easy game for Portland. I think the guy that they have to stop is Wiggins in this matchup. If they can slow him down a little bit, I think that will go a long way towards getting them a win that they need. Jeff Teague has has had an off-and-on season. Minnesota fans have not been happy with him, but he's still... uh, He's still got a burst. I, 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 you know, I don't buy that Jeff Teague is bad at this point. He's just Jeff Teague. He's not gonna. There's nothing miraculous about what he does. He's just, you know, he is what what he is, and that has been a a, a very good starting point guard in this league for a long time. So that's a guy that you know he could have a game against the Blazers as well. Though Portland has done much better against point guards. In, defensively as of late because I think Dame has really picked it up on that end. So it's not as if Teague is just going to come in there and get numbers. So Towns also, you know, really tough guard. He can step out to three. He steps out to three a lot these days. And then Taj Gibson is a guy who is a really tough matchup, really tough guy. He brings some of that toughness that they don't have with Jimmy Butler. And I think it's going to be really interesting for the matchup between he and Al Farouk Aminu because, well, actually, that's not the matchup because Aminu guards Towns in these games. So uh, I guess it'll be Harkless on Taj Gibson, and he, he better uh, bring his 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 pads, his leg pads, his his back pads, his, his side pads, and, and get ready to body up against uh, Taj Gibson on the glass. You know, that that is going to be really big. Nurkic is going to need to body up against Gibson as well and, and cannot let him uh, get position. It'll be interesting to see, too, if, if Nurkic continues to throw the ball down like he did last night against the Wolves, who have some guys that have some shot-blocking chops like Towns and Gorgie Deng. So, Really interesting matchup, and of course, as I mentioned in the standings, Portland is one and a half games behind Minnesota for the third seed. So this is a huge, huge game for the standings, for the playoff hopes, for the playoff push, and if you're interested in that kind of thing, Damian Lillard's MVP voting status. So this is going to be a really interesting game, a huge, huge game for the standings. Also, it would tie the season series and that would keep Portland from having lost the season series to Minnesota for I think I think Portland has quite the streak going. I think it's like 15 years or something that they haven't lost the season series to the Timberwolves. So they're fighting to keep that alive as well. Not that the guys really care about the 15 year streak, but since they weren't here, but hey, it's a, it's something it's something to hold on to and maybe it's enough motivation, especially at this point in the season, although the Blazers with this specific game clearly do not need any extra motivation or at least they shouldn't because of the playoff implications, this, the divisional implications, everything is on the table. Thursday night's going to be a huge game. So Portland, Minnesota at the Mona Center should be a blast and a half in that one. So we're going to wrap it up here. On this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Blazers play the Wolves tomorrow. We will have a podcast after that one. Go play draft today and tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast, and we will see you after Thursday's gaming. Edition.